Morena Tefano. Good morning, church. Hey, so good to be with you here this morning. As, uh, as it's been said, my name is Sam Garraway, and uh, I do work full-time for Christians Against Poverty and have been part of the CAP family there for coming up on six years now, which is ancient in CAP years. Uh, so it is a privilege to be here, as it was alluded to. The partnership between CAP and Summit has been a long time in the making, uh, but we are here. And as we launch uh, this life skills group together this morning, I'm going to share with you people's stories uh, of lives who have been changed. We're going to explore the scriptures together. I'm going to share what a life skills group is, and I'm going to share a little bit about who CAP are. We're all all right with that? Great. Good to see that you're awake and daylight savings hasn't thrown you. So as we pick up uh, this topic of poverty, a little bit of context from my personal story. So I was born and raised in Tauranga, uh, and when I was 12 years old, our family lost our house from an investment deal that went bad. And our family of four ended up living in a one-bedroom granny flat uh, on the back of my grandparents' section. And now my bedroom was a large garden shed uh, out the back of the granny flat. And now at age 12, there is a certain sense of adventure that comes with that. I was the only kid I knew that had their push bike in their bedroom. Uh, But it wasn't until friends came over one day and they started to ask me, some harder questions about our situation that I didn't have the answers to and started feeling uh, ashamed uh, or embarrassed about what was going on. And through all of this, uh, our family, we had people around us. We had extended family supporting us. My parents had faith. They had some promises from God and that they clung to. And they fought for our family to have a happy home. We might not have had everything um, practically or physically, but we had, a, we had a happy home, and they fought to keep their marriage together. And it was this experience uh, that has helped me realize that we can talk about poverty in terms of numbers and in terms of policy, and sometimes that's necessary in order to help us understand. But when it comes down to it, poverty is all about people. You know, it's people who have fought for years to make ends meet and come up short over and over. It's mums and dads who are doing well and then redundancy or illness strikes and life begins to slowly spiral out of control. It's people who have been caught in the generational cycles of poverty, unemployment or addiction. There is a heaviness that comes with poverty. A darkness that makes it hard to see the way out, to find the way forward. Poverty oppresses and it isolates. It distorts the truth and it whispers lies. Poverty says you should be ashamed of yourself for not being able to provide. It says you're a failure, a nobody, and no one cares about you. In fact, 65% of CAP clients said that poverty caused by debt made them stay away from people. Over half say they could not provide three meals a day for their children. This is in Aotearoa, our country. And more than 60% of people who have partners blame debt for full relationship breakdown. It's hard to hear, but one in four CAP clients contemplate or attempt suicide before calling CAP for help. It's a sobering picture. And on the surface, it can seem too big, too messy, 
Where do we start? Too hard to handle. So what do we do? What should our response as followers of Christ be? Turn with me, if you can, to Luke 4. Let's have a look at the scriptures. If you don't have a Bible, use your smartphone, or uh, we've got some slides for you um, today as well. So we're picking up uh, this passage of scripture right after Jesus has been out in the desert and he's been tempted uh, by the devil. Uh, And this is, I guess, the announcing of his public ministry. So we'll pick things up in verse 16, and I'll be reading through to uh, verse 21. There you go. Someone did the slides for me. So it says, Jesus went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Then he rolled up the scroll of Isaiah, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. It's a great passage, right? What Jesus is doing here is completely countercultural and unexpected. He is stepping foot inside the synagogue, and out of all of the hundreds of scriptures that he could have read, he hones in on this one that was written seven to eight hundred years earlier. And as he reads it, speaking of the future Messiah, he says, I am the one Isaiah wrote of. I am the one that you have been waiting for. I come with good news to the poor to heal the sick, to bind up the brokenhearted. This passage that we just read, it it forms Jesus' mission statement. And all through the Gospels, he models it for us. Immediately after this passage, Jesus starts to live out what he's just declared that he's going to do. His words are backed by his actions. The headings uh, in my Bible as I was reading this this week uh, of the little subsections that follow, uh, it says, Jesus cast out a demon. It says, Jesus heals many people. Jesus continues to preach. And so we see just in Luke chapter 4, the stories continue. And we know that these stories continue beyond Luke chapter 4 throughout the rest of the Gospels. See, Jesus, he was entering a world that believed the poor were getting what they deserved. And my people told the blind, the lame, the sick, the poor to leave him alone, to be quiet. Jesus took notice of them and he sought them out. He gave a physical help and a spiritual hope. Jesus took all of the brokenness, all the loss, all the world's misery on himself and was nailed to the cross. Through his life, through his death, through his resurrection, Jesus changed everything. In this scripture, he not only shares his mission statement, he gave us the ingredients, if you like, so how a Jesus-style ministry should look. The presence of his spirit, the proclamation of good news to the poor, freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, the oppressed being set free. The question is, how do we do this? As followers of Christ, 
how do we live out this mission today? So obviously I'm here to talk about CAP, so I'd like to share some ways that CAP have found to do that. Today, built around this proclamation uh, from Jesus in Luke 4, CAP exists to bring this practical help and good news to the poor. CAP began 20 years ago uh, in the UK with John Kirkby, one man who lost everything during a financial collapse. And at his lowest point, he was crippled by debt, broken by a divorce. A pastor from a local church introduced him to Jesus. And John decided to apply the skills he had from the finance sector to help others who were crippled by debt. His journey to build CAP in the UK, uh, Australia, Canada, and New Zealand is captured in this book, Nevertheless. I'm going to be giving that book out free for everyone today if you'd want it. It is a gripping story and a great read. For the past 11 years, CAP has been working with churches up and down New Zealand to help you step into your community and reach people who have been pushed to the margins. Today, we offer five ministries that address specific causes of New Zealand poverty. Each of these ministries provides the tools and support people need to get out and stay out of poverty. CAP Debt Help began in 2008, reaching families in poverty because of unmanageable debt. Church partners work alongside the team in Auckland who negotiate with creditors, build budgets, and set up repayment plans, walking with clients as they pay off their debt. This system works. Since 2008, over $68 million of debt and bills has been repaid or written off. $68 million. And 1,470 people have gone completely debt-free. CAP doesn't pay a dollar along the way. It is the clients who do the hard work, learning how to save and budget as they go. Then in 2009, we began CAP Money Program, a three-session money education course that helps people budget, save, and spend wisely, equipping them with financial literacy. In 2014, we introduced group services so that we could address the pathways into poverty. A click is not working. You got the next slide for me down there? Great. The CAP Job Clubs helps the unemployed rebuild their confidence and get work ready. Then Release Groups provides the support for people battling life-controlling habits and emotional issues so that they can find freedom. And of course, CAP Life Skills, which empowers people to thrive on a low income by building self-worth and teaching skills like shopping and cooking on a budget. There are currently 82 CAP centres run by churches that offer debt help or one of the three group services that I mentioned. And there are about 145 churches around Aotearoa who are running CAP money. At the heart of everything that we do is the belief that each person has value. At the and that the church, this place, you lot, is where people experience the love of Jesus firsthand and where, tri- where lives are truly restored. We celebrate each life that has changed, and since 2008, 1,183 people have made a commitment to follow Christ. It's awesome, right? Praise God. We count people because people count. Now, I can hear some of you asking, great, Sam. But how does all of that work? Good question. 
Hey, for the rest of our time this morning, I'm going to hone in and focus on CAP Life Skills because that is what we're here to launch together. And I'm going to give you the chance to get involved, to grab a copy of Nevertheless and support the work financially. So before we get into the details of life skills, I'd like to introduce to you Sean and Bex, a beautiful couple who moved back to New Zealand after years of living in Australia. As hard as they tried, finances were a struggle and it was taking its toll on their marriage. Theirs was a situation many would call too hard to help. Others wouldn't know where to start. And it's a situation all too similar for our families in your community right now. Let's watch their story. My mother and my father sort of separated when I was one, so I sort of spent weekends with my mother and weekdays with my father and grandparents. As for the shopping and budgeting and you know, learning to sort of eat healthy, it wasn't really a big thing. I got kicked out of the family house by my mother, um, so I went through foster homes and boarding houses for about two and a half, three years over there. Because of my age, I wasn't made to go to school or anything like that, so I sort of spent three years not really doing a lot with my life there, which you know isn't a good basis to sort of start from. My mum worked a lot, and so basically I was one of those latchkey kids, and so a lot of the budget stuff didn't really get covered to that, and so I'd never have pocket money or anything like that either, so I couldn't really learn to budget as such. When, when we came over, we didn't really have you know, any money because we used our money to get over here. Um, so we moved in with Bex's father, which you know was pretty good for the first few months, but. Um, you know, it sort of started getting a bit worse, so we were looking for somewhere else to stay, and that's how our house in Wellington came up, through Housing New Zealand. So we moved from Tihana down to Wellington. We basically had to start with what we had in our suitcases. All our family and support was, you know, nine hours plus drive away from us. So stressful for a few months until we settled in, sort of not knowing where anything was, not knowing anyone down here. Because we are taking on so much debt, we were sort of struggling a bit financially and we went to see Salvation Army to see if they could help us in our situation and they actually gave us the phone number for Christians Against Poverty and said that they help people in our situation. We have a support worker and then a, a person that supports them as well. Uh, yeah, she um, actually mentioned a thing called Life Steals and said if we're interested and we went there and um, it was very lovely. Uh, they had lunch and they've got the sense of community as well because I've got quite a few clients there. My favourite thing from the Life Skills course was want versus need. So we were actually spending a lot of money on things we didn't really need that weren't helping us. So once we sort of cut that you know, out of our shopping, actually gave us more money to put into healthy food and well, just more money in general, really, from shopping wisely. Uh, also, you know, for looking for the bargains, just shopping smarter and eating healthier, I suppose. Yeah. Had some awesome cooking techniques shown to us. Um, you know, instead of going for the, the easy options like your, your old dairy pie or your McDonald's or something like that, which is, you know, high in price and low in nutrition. Last year, just before Easter, we were told about the Discovery Break Camp. We went to that last year. It was absolutely wonderful. Once or twice a day, uh, they had adult time where the children would actually get um, being looked after and would go have a, a session with um, Don, the Padre, pastor. So he does, you know, three or four different sessions while we're there. Um, you know, has a bit of a chat about you know, what, what it means to be Christian, getting to know God and all the rest of it. Um, and he actually, uh, we had Don pray for me and, um, yeah, sort of, you know, gave myself to God then. And 
Uh, I mean, I won't say it's been easy since. I'm still sort of struggling on a daily basis to be better, but you know, hopefully I'm heading in the right direction now. Now, now that we've done the life skills course, we're a lot better equipped to actually you know, deal with life in general. Um, uh, we're doing better on our shopping, doing better at home, you know, just everything in general is a lot better than it was beforehand. Yeah, we feel like um, life skills has given us the equipment to sort of move forward. It's yeah, given, given us skills that we just didn't have. Cool, right? Someone's enjoying it down there, thank you. <laughs> you know, as I, as I watch that, what I, what I love about it, what I love about uh, seeing Sean and Bex there and, and sharing is that they came for help around their debt, but they learned how to live well. They learned how to thrive through their life skills group. They found a community in a city where they knew no one, and they got introduced to Jesus. That's what it's all about, right? So life skills uh, is about teaching those essential skills so that people can thrive whilst on a low income. Sean and Bex talked about three components. We talk about community, we talk about course, and we talk about coaching. Life skills is first and foremost about community. Here's the thing. People struggling with their finances are often living in isolation, not knowing where to turn, they're too ashamed to ask for help. There can be anxiety and embarrassment. And sometimes people cut themselves off from friends and family. And as humans, we know that we crave community, don't we? The Life Skills Group is going to be open on Wednesday, the 16th of October from 7 to 9 p.m. at Kotahi. So members can come along, encourage each other, have some interactive and social activities and be part of a community. There will be a shared sense of purpose, a sense that we're all in this together, and that is powerful. During these weekly gatherings, the Life Skills Group will also go through a course, which will explore a new topic each week. Each session is practical, it's engaging and interactive, and will cover topics like dealing with financial presses, pressure and determining wants from needs. You heard the, the impact that had for Sean. Attendees will actually go through their own budgets, and learn how to take control and make their money go further. There are sessions on healthy living and cooking and shopping on a budget, and there are two, ses two sessions about living well, finding more joy in life, building self-worth, and developing healthy relationships that last. And finally, there's the coaching component. Each life skills coach will meet with the people who attend one-on-one -on -one throughout the course and after. This will be an opportunity to mentor, to encourage, to dig deeper, and of course, to share the love of Jesus. The powerful thing about the Life Skills Group is that all of the components work together. It is not just a course. It's people helping people, people caring about them more than the problems that they face. And it's this type of environment that fosters hope. And hope is powerful. What a way to live out Luke 4 to help practically and spiritually. So you're ready to be part of this life group? 
and support your coaches, Steph and Liesl, and know that they are looking for help. Are you a people person? Could you be a support worker or a mentor? Could you provide some practical help by cooking a meal or baking some treats for a weekly session? Or can you provide spiritual help by praying, by welcoming people to church, by discipling new believers? If you have a story about what Jesus has done in your life, would you share your testimony at this group? There are so many opportunities to outwork the gifts that God has given you. That is the power of church community, loving people as Jesus did. So how can you respond today? Firstly, you can get involved. As I said, there's a bunch of ways that you can help. Steph, Lisa, myself and the team will be out in the foyer afterwards and there's a sign-up form where you can jot down your name and your details and how it is that you want to help. If you want to attend the Life Skills Group, there's some brochures to take away or perhaps you know someone else who would, would benefit from coming along to the group. Please grab some brochures and take them away with you. If you would like a free copy of Nevertheless, and I all hear you say, absolutely, the challenging, inspiring story of one man's faith and what God can do when he gives a dream uh, and really shifts someone's heart significantly. Come and grab this down the back. There's a form on every second or so seat. Just fill out the top part and hand that in and we'll give you a book. Secondly, you can join us financially to reach even more people with the help that they need. Right now, CAP services cover just over half of the nation. And as we grow, our goal is to reach families from right at the top to the bottom of the country to equip churches all over New Zealand to reach their communities in new ways to deal with poverty and its causes. All of our services are free to our families, but they do cost quite a bit to run. So can I ask you today to give regularly to the work of CAP and become a life changer? Will you join 3,800 other people who give on a regular basis? Any amount, $5, $10 a week, the price of a coffee or two, makes a big difference and joins with an army of life changers giving what they can. It takes three of us giving $35 each a month to make sure one family gets the free, full support they need as they make their way towards being debt-free. For one or two of you here, you're in a position where maybe you can do more by giving $100 a month. You can help CAP push into high-need areas to help more families. To say, yes, I can give, on that great form that's on every second seat, you just need to tick saying, yes, I'd like to give, and fill out as many details as you can, signing the bottom of the form. If you don't have all of those details on you, you can still tick saying yes and sign the form, and one of our team will follow you up during the week. Or if you'd like, you can use smart, uh, if you've got a smartphone, you can text CAPNZ to 818 via PushPay. But please remember that our heart is for local church, so... If you are not giving to Summit in the way that you know that you should, please, would you address that first? As you consider how you'd respond, I'd like to invite Steph and Lisa up uh, to share briefly. They are going to be uh, the, the Life Skills Group Manager and Coach, uh, and I've asked Steph to share a little bit about what has been going on for her in this journey uh, as we partner. Hi. Hi, Church. So good to see us all together, it's so exciting. And um, I am so excited about CAP. And um, yeah, I was just asked to share a little bit about my heart for CAP. And I think so much of what has already been said is why I'm excited, it's about people. People that God loves so much. 
people that he sees as important, people who are hurt and broken. And we get the privilege to, to reach out, to um, offer help in practical ways. And I'm just so excited about that, that I get to hang out with these people, I get to love them, and to be Jesus' hands and feet. So not only in practical ways, though, but, but as Sam said, we're there to share um, the most important need that they have, the need for Jesus. You know, like it's great to give them support in their shopping and their budget and with relationships, but most of all, they need Jesus. And, and CAP is Christians Against Poverty. They know, even in the, in the name of CAP, we're Christians. <laughs> There's no hiding that. We're here to tell you about Jesus. So I'm excited that I get to be um, sharing the hope, the joy, the trust, the firm foundation that is Jesus. Mm. And that is so cool, you know? And these people are coming for help, and we get to tell them about what they need most. But not only that, the thing that's really, really exciting is that this is done with all of you guys. Mm. This is Summit Church that does this. Me and Lisa, we might be standing up the front sharing, but we can't do it without your prayer without you guys supporting us. This is our church doing this. And you might be sitting there and feeling God's spirit moving in your hearts. You might be feeling that nudge. You might know someone that needs to come. You might be thinking, man, I've got time I can bake. Maybe you're thinking, man, this is just something I'm excited about. I want to be praying. Man, put your details down. We will be emailing out specific needs, specific names of people that need prayer. Because without prayer, this is not going to work. You know, I'm so excited because I'm, I can't wait to see God answering prayer and people seeing his power, seeing how he can change lives and change situations. God is so good. And we're going to see some good things happen. And so I just want to encourage you, if you are feeling that in your heart, please write your name down. Please get involved. This is not just me and Lisa here. This is all of us. This is our... <laughs> yeah, please don't let it just be us. This is our church. We can't do this alone. And we are super excited and we want you guys to be excited too. This is going to be good. This is an exciting thing for our church. Um, I think that's all I have to say. Yeah, come on. <laughs> She says all that that is to say, how much passion is there, right? Have we got the right person for this job or not? Hey, I'm going to invite uh, Steve, one of the elders, to come up. We want to pray for these two as they step into this space. Um, so I hope that you'll join with us as, um, as we pray for them and as we commission them for this work. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Steph and Lisa, the passion that we just heard, saw, witnessed, God. You are moving mightily, and we, uh, we join in this hope and this vision and this desire to see you move here, to see you move amongst this community. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, I, I pray that you would take any nerves uh, and turn that into hope, turn that into um, uh, the fuel for that passion that we just saw, God. We pray for the people who are yet to walk through the door, Lord, that they would feel uh, an embrace of love that they would see what you have done in their lives, that you are at work, God. I pray spiritual protection over Steph and Lisa, God. Uh, We pray against doubt. Uh, We pray against any attacks of the enemy uh, as they go out there to declare who you are, to proclaim the year of your favor, to preach good news to the poor.
Bless these two, God. Thank you, God. Lord Jesus, we are just so grateful to you. You are the hero of history, and you are the hope of the world that we live in. Uh, you are the hope of our country. Uh, and just as we reach into the, the lives of the families around us, uh, we want them to see you as their hope. You are the hero that we look to. And so as we just stop now, and we want to put Steph and Liesl and our, our, our new cat ministry into your hands, would you just guide us and by your grace use us? Would you uh, give us wisdom? Would you help us to be reflectors of your beauty, uh, people who pass on your truth? We want to put the people who will come along in your hands even now. Would you be preparing them to learn, to learn practical life skills that will change their lives, strengthen their families, their marriages, their, their parenting? Uh, but ultimately, we'd love them to understand about you, that you are... Uh, their maker. You are the one who loves them more than they can ever know. You are their hope. Will you just grab the passion, even that we've heard this morning, and uh, just channel that? We want to be leaning on you throughout this. We want you to be the one who is seen as the hero from this ministry, the hero of everything we do. So we just want to put this in your hands. Would you use this for your completely deserved glory? Thank you again, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Awesome. Again, 16th of October, these guys are kicking into things. So please uh, come find out more down the back. Come see us, see the MC. There's three others with me here from the CAP office today. Uh, it's been a real privilege to be here. So thank you so much and looking forward to some further conversations. Great. Thanks.